welcome back to Hokie Track Chats, the podcast for proud Hokie families. This summer, I will be sharing interviews that we do with our campus partners about what your student can expect in the fall. And so this week, I had the opportunity to interview Dr. Kimberly Smith, our Associate Vice Provost for Student Success Initiatives, as well as the Director of New Student and Family Programs, Lizette Rebelletto. And I'm really excited to share this interview with you. They had lots of great things to share about the experience that our students are going to have this fall. And so I hope you'll enjoy this interview. So Lizette, can you start us off introducing yourself? Thank you, Jonathan. Hello, everyone. As Jonathan mentioned, my name is Lizette Rebelletto, and I serve as Associate Dean of Students and Director for New Student and Family Programs. Um, and I have the pleasure of serving our community of, of new Hokies and new families joining us to provide you a orientation and transition experience uh, for your first year here at Virginia Tech, um, alongside many of our colleagues across campus. And, and one of those who works with us um, throughout the whole year on ensuring that our students are ready and successful for their transition academically to Virginia Tech is Dr. Kimberly Smith. So I'll turn it over to her. Thank you, Lizette. Hello, everyone. Again, my name is Dr. Kimberly Smith. I serve as the Associate Vice Provost for Student Success Initiatives here at Virginia Tech. Um, and I work primarily with the academic side of the house. So the units that report to me are charged with ensuring that your students have the resources they need to be successful, both inside and outside of the classroom. Um, one of those areas is academic advising, which your students will be introduced to during this orientation and transition process. So I look forward to answering any questions you all may have. I'm going to start um, with Lizette because that kind of follows our um, calendar of events. And so we're going to start. If you can talk us through the orientation experience um, when it comes to the task list and virtual orientation um, and what our students can expect um, for beginning to end. Thanks, Jonathan. So as the video mentioned, once a student has accepted their offer and paid their matriculation fee, um, we ask that they create their email address for campus and start to check that at vt.edu account. That's going to be something that you're going to hear from Dr. Kimberly Smith and I quite a bit is ensuring that your student is reading their email. Uh, it is a huge responsibility and, and the only way that we communicate with them here on campus from here on out. So once they receive that email, um, and for those who are joining us, you've likely already registered for your virtual orientation date. Uh, we want to ensure that you continue to follow up and, and check those emails as we will provide information such as the links for the day of your orientation experience and the reminders about your actual task list. So the task list kicked off in April. We had an additional one in May, and in June, we'll be releasing one next week. There'll be another in July and then also in August. What we've done as an office and campus colleagues across the institution have helped us to do is to think about what is it that the student needs to do on that particular month in the timeline? And so in April, we were providing information around housing and dining. Those contracts were due on June 1st. Um, in May, we gave you a little bit more information as you begin to prepare for the next steps. And then in June, we are going to be releasing quite a bit of information for what is to come when you meet with us later, technology and much more. So it's important for your student to ensure that they're continuously going in and doing the task list items. One of the unique things about our orientation experience in the virtual setting is 
you have the opportunity to revisit the information. And so we know that it's quite a bit of information, but we also want to make sure that you're aware that you can look at this information at any time and access it at any point. And so if you maybe forgot about what we discussed on FERPA and the information on FERPA and you suddenly have more questions, you can reference that information once again via the visuals and portal and the student can access that. For our family members, Jonathan has been working significantly to put all things together for you. And your space where we want you to engage with us the most is via the campus ESP Hokie Family Hub. And so many of you are signed up already, but if you have not, please go ahead and sign up and create your account. That is where your information will be. Your personalized day for orient orientation once your student has registered you will be sent to your email address as well. So just be sure to make sure your students are giving you uh, that information and connecting with you about registering for orientation. Thank you, Lizette. So now, Dr. Smith, can you kind of give us an overview of the academic advising piece, the other part the, uh, that of the orientation and transition experience? Absolutely. <clears throat> Each one of our students will have an opportunity to meet with an academic advisor during the academic advising portion. Uh, just so you know, the goal is that when you all finish up with the academic advisor, we hope that you have a full-time schedule in your possession that is going to adequately help you to progress at the institution. In order to make that happen, many of us have already done pre-work on your particular schedules before you meet with an academic advisor. How could we do that, might you ask? Number one, there's some situations where your schedule is so rigid there is not a lot of choice. And if that's the case, we went ahead and tried to pre-register you for those courses. Um, in other departments, we have actually reached out to students to find out what their interests are in taking courses and try to register them for those. So don't be surprised that when you meet with your academic advisor, you could have two, three, or a full schedule already built uh, uh, courses built on your schedule. You will have an opportunity, though, to talk to an academic advisor to add courses or make changes as necessary. Uh, but again, we just wanted to give you a head start in being able to build that schedule. So that's how the advising will occur. Um, what I do want to remind you of is that we have a very decentralized advising model. That means that I, advising looks differently in every college uh, in terms of how they deliver it. So the program that students may have in Pamplin College of Business may not be the same that they have in the College of Engineering, but our ultimate goal is the same. And again, that is that students leave with a full-time schedule appropriate for the fall semester. Well, thank you so much for that quick overview um, from both of you. So can you all, um, just kind of looking at some of the questions um, that we kind of came up with, one of the, the questions that our students and our families are wanting to know is, um, is there an undecided major? Actually, at Virginia Tech, we have several undecided majors. If your student has a somewhat narrow focus within a particular college, then that particular college will have um, an undecided option. For example, the College of uh, Business. Uh, if your student knows they want to study business, just not specifically what business major, then they would choose the business undecided major. An undecided major, again, is embedded in every college. But if your student is very undecided and wants to explore across several different colleges, we have the University Studies Program, 
which allows students to come in and make progress with their courses, but at the same time, explore the many options available to them at Virginia Tech. So Lizette, you talked to us earlier about live orientation. So can you tell us how long live orientation will be um, and what some of the things that um, our students and families can expect throughout that? Sure, so the student portion is separate from our family portion. So for our students, their live orientation date that they will select will kick off at 1.30 Eastern time. Um, and they will receive the links to help them get through that live orientation virtual date um, at least five days prior to their start of orientation. And we do that just for technology security purposes. Um, but you can also reference the schedule on the guidebook Hokies on Track app. If you just go to your app store and type in Hokies on Track, you'll find the app and the detailed schedule will also be there. Like I said, you'll kick off at 1.30, you'll have a university welcome, followed by the university welcome, we have student success campus partners that come to speak to our students about their services. And then there's a live question and answer period during that time. Immediately following that, your student will have the opportunity to meet with their orientation team member and be in a small group of students of anywhere between 10 to 15 other new students will be joining them. They have some conversations. They start to think about what it means to live on campus and what that experience will be like. Following that, we will have students interact with faculty in, in a short lecture and then a question and answer period about what our orientation team's experiences in the classroom. And so their day should end about 415. For our family members, Jonathan is planning to engage with you in a variety of ways, as he's mentioned the Facebook, our different task list items, but the week of your student's orientation, you will get to join us on either Tuesday or Thursday evening from 5.30 to 7. And during that time, there'll be a presentation. You'll have campus partners that you can ask questions of, as well as a student leader panel, where you can ask our students about their student experience here at Virginia Tech. And we know that that is always very well received by all of our family members because they wanna hear directly from our students here at Virginia Tech. So Lizette, there was a follow-up question while you were talking, and our families want to know what day is live orientation? Yes, yeah, so it can be anywhere between June 14th and July 23rd, Monday through Friday during university uh, days that were open. And so your student would have selected a date if they've already registered for orientation, but if they have not registered for orientation, they can do so by logging in and selecting a date that is available to them. So Dr. Smith, the next question is for you and it says, do we register with the advisor at orientation? Yes, again, I did mention that some um, work has been done in advance just to facilitate the process for students, but you will have the opportunity to meet with an advisor and if any um, additions or edits need to be made to the schedule, yes. Uh, the advisor will not only assist you, but they will also give you instructions on how to make changes after orientation if necessary. And so where can a student find more information about their college uh, and their specific advising process? Sure, if I could share my screen, I wanted to provide a specific example. So every student um, will be or has been directed to our studentadvising.vt.edu website. Again, that is student.advising.vt.edu. 
On this site, you will see at the top in the middle, there's a link that says advising and orientation. Students will click on that and give be given additional information. Again, we're trying to make sure that students complete everything in advance um, to best facilitate their process. So they're gonna be reminded to check and make sure they've completed the university advising checklist. Number two, uh, then we're gonna have students to uh, find more information about their college if necessary. So if they don't know which college they belong to, these are instructions here where they can find that information. Once they know which college they are part of, then they would click on that particular college to find out information for next steps. So, for example, if your student is in the College of Architecture and Urban Studies, um, when they click on this, they get more information from Rob Jacks, who heads up the advising program there, in terms of the steps that they would like to see you take in order to get your appointment with your advisor. So that is how students will go about getting that information. Thank you, Dr. Smith. I'm so glad to know that that information is an essentialized place for our students um, so that they can really kind of find what they need, where, where that information is. And so I'm going to repeat that website. It's students.advising.vt.edu, correct? Yes. All right, so make sure you check out that website. So Lizette, the next question is for you, and it says, do parents only participate in some of live orientation? Yes, so we wanna make sure that we're catering to your needs and to your students' needs. And so we invite you to listen in when your student is, is having their orientation, if you desire to do that. Um, but we do wanna also make sure that we're accommodating for those family members who are working at the moment. So you will have noticed that for our family members, we don't start until 5.30 and that was intentional. And so you do not need to be a part of your student's experience from 1.30 to 4. Um, again, we will make sure that you have what you need during your time with us on either Tuesday or Thursday from 5.30 to 7 p.m. I do know, and, and Kim can likely speak a little bit more to this, but I do know that some of our colleges are offering opportunities for our family members to also engage with them. And so know that you will have an opportunity to connect with the representatives from your student's college when they send you that information. And they will be connecting with you as well, separate from the live orientation dates that we just discussed. Yes, if I could just add to that, Lizette, uh, we understand that parents want to be a part of the experience. However, when it comes to academic advising, we do ask parents um, to, allow, to allow us as the professionals and the experts on these curriculum to help the students to choose their classes. Um, and so when we're teaching your children how to register and about the course requirements, we're doing so in a very proactive and intentional way so that they should be able to answer those questions for you once um, they finish the registration process. But as Lizette did mention, we don't want to leave you out in the cold and not be able to understand the process. So most of the colleges will be holding parent sessions where they will be able to address any of those questions that you have. We just ask that parents not participate in the actual academic advising session. 
Well, thank you both for providing that uh, context for our families. Um, we know that families are also are part of this. We talk a lot about our families being partners and their student success. And so um, it is important that they know that we do have um, additional resources for them so that they can be educated about their students' experience and how they can help them be successful. The next question is a little bit more specific about advising. And it says, will dual enrollment high school credit be posted by orientation if my student has already sent their transcripts from other institutions? That's a great question. And I, while I know it relates specifically to dual enrollment, let me just say the answer applies to any type of credit that a student might be bringing in, whether that be AP, IB, dual enrollment, whatever. Um, we are going to be using that information to help students register their courses. Hopefully at this point, your students have requested those transcripts be sent, um, but there is a process for evaluating those credits and getting them put on the system. So if your student has an additional copy of any of those transcripts, we encourage them to bring them with them. Uh, but if the student doesn't bring the transcript with them or it's not appearing in our system yet, there's still ample opportunity to make revisions. Um, typically, we do receive uh, any of these credits much earlier um, than the student would simply because many, much of it we get electronically. So there's a very good chance that the transcripts have been received and have been evaluated. But again, if they don't, don't panic. We still have an opportunity to help the students. We typically will advise them and say, if your score was this, then it's going to transfer as this particular course. If it transfers in as a higher score, you may get credit for two courses. And so we remind students that once they receive that credit, or verify that Virginia Tech has received it, they may wanna have an additional conversation with their academic advisor. The next question is, is still about our academics. And so folks are wanting to understand how can a student declare a double major um, when they come to orientation or at Virginia Tech? Great question. Uh, at this point, all students have been accepted into one particular major. We do have a change in major process at Virginia Tech, and that process allows students to change their majors only three times a year. That first opportunity would be, or to declare additional degree, the first time that opportunity is, is uh, the end of the fall semester. So if your student is interested in declaring a double major, they should let the academic advisor know that during orientation. Uh, probably more than likely, it won't be changed or added during orientation, but the advisor can give the student specific information about when that process will occur within their specific major. So Lizette, the next question is for you, and it says, how many modules or task lists are there to be completed before the advising appointment, and how does that kind of work together? Sure. So there's there's quite a bit there. Um, you have the set that was released in April, uh, and I'm going to um, look at my documents for what was all in April. We also have the May group, and then we have your June task list that students are going to be working on. Um, in April, we shared with students a welcome and information about what they could expect with their orientation experience. We talked about housing and dining and making sure that they were preparing for that and signed their contracts. And those were due on June 1st. So for my family members who are wondering whether or not they, their student completed that, please check in with that. They would with them, they would have received an email confirming. And if not, reach out to our colleagues in housing. And we had a welcome for you, family members. 
in May was where you received quite a bit of information from your actual college um, and, and the overall advising experience through the task list item. So there was a welcome from Dr. Kimberly Smith. There's a section on elements of a degree. There was further explanation on transfer credits as Dr. Smith just mentioned quite a bit about that. And then how to prepare for your advising appointment. Again, these can all be referenced today if you log into the system and take a look at that. We also went ahead and shared with our students some information on FERPA, um, and we had a video about FERPA and what family members specifically could expect around FERPA from our university registrar. And we also provided information on the computer requirements per major and per college. And so those are all, again, you can revisit those for our students through the VZ task list email and information they have there in their login. And for family members, you can look on the family hub uh, through Campus ESP and the login there. In June, you're going to start to see some more information on your Hokie Passport and what you need to do to receive that and what students will need to do to submit their picture and the requirements around their picture to receive their Hokie Passport. Some more information on technology at Virginia Tech, things like dual factor, how to use Zoom, online safety, et cetera, and information from our colleagues at Services for Students with Disabilities. The colleges also had supplemental information that they likely are sharing with their students now as they're beginning to schedule those appointments. So I'll go ahead and allow Dr. Smith to share a little bit more about how some of the colleges are managing additional task list items. Yes, um, those additional task list items will be found on that previous website I shared with you under each of the specific colleges. So again, it was students, dot advising dot bt dot edu and they simply start the process by clicking on their specific college and all of the information the steps the checklist the to-do list will all be embedded there because they're specific to their major um, and that's we want to make sure students are staying on track and following the right set of instructions so it's crucial that your students make use of that resource um, that has been provided in that centralized location Dr. Smith, you used our key phrase, on track. That is all of what we are about. We are wanting to make sure that our Hokies stay <laughs> on track. Um, and so thank you for you know um, making sure that they understand what Hokies on track is all about. One of the things um, that our families are wondering is how does the timing of a student's graduation um, and when they get their AP scores, how does that affect their advising? So if they potentially don't graduate until the end of June, um, should they reschedule their orientation? Orientation, or should they reschedule their advising appointment? Um, will that cause issues kind of in that advising process? Again, no, that was similar to the dual enrollment question. Um, I would encourage your students to sign up to participate in orientation experience um, as soon as possible. Um, again, there are many times when we don't have scores directly in front of us, but we still are able to help students piece together the remainder of their schedule, and we can provide them with, instru with instructions on what to do once the scores arrive. Um, I suggest they come earlier rather than later to ensure that the remainder of their courses um, are available for them to select. All right, so we've gone through a lot of questions, but we want to keep this short and sweet so our families can really um, keep this information and, and know exactly what they need to know. And so I'm going to ask you both my final question, and I'm going to end with this every time we do a Facebook Live, but if there was only one thing that the families and students remembered that you had to say, what would that be? 
trekyouratvt.edu email address. We cannot stress that enough. A lot of times our students um, will continue to check the account that maybe they use to apply for admission here at Virginia Tech, or they are still just focused on their email address for school at the moment. We need them and encourage them to check that email on a regular basis once, twice, maybe even three times a day and getting in the habit of that so that they don't miss out on the things that it is that we need them to know because that is our primary source of communication. Uh, my last word would be uh, encourage your students to get to know their academic advisors very well. Academic advisors do more than register. We actually help connect students to all the resources at Virginia Tech. By now, you know how large Virginia Tech is and all that we have to offer. Your student will not remember all of that. And so they need to know that there's a person here who's concerned about them, that academic advisor who can connect them to the resources they need when they need it. Trust your advisor that they're going to help you to graduate in a timely fashion. Well, Dr. Smith and Lizette, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for continuing to be a resource to our families and our students. Um, and as always, go Hokies. Well, Hokie families, I hope you enjoyed that interview with those two. They are always super helpful and a wealth of info. We will be back next week with another Hokie Track Chats. And so I hope you will join us again. Yes by J.L. Brock. Editing software is Audition.